This is a special edition of Faith in Action entitled Sons of Melchizedek, where we welcome priests from the Archdiocese of Indianapolis and the Diocese of Lafayette in Indiana to tell us their vocation stories. We are so grateful to and thankful for our priests as they serve us and bring us the sacraments daily. Before we introduce today's special guest priest, we'd like to pray for you, Father. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the gift of our priests. Through them, we experience your presence in the sacraments. Help our priests to be strong in their vocation. Set their souls on fire with love for your people. Grant them the wisdom, understanding, and strength they need to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. We ask this through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns as our eternal priest. Amen. Hello, this is Gordon Smith, and you're listening to the Sons of Melchizedek program. Today, I'm interviewing Father Bob Robeson from Holy Name Catholic Church in Beech Grove. Welcome, Father Robeson. Welcome. It's great to be with you, Gordon. And I always ask our priests how they prefer to be addressed. So um, should I call you Father Bob or Father Robeson? Father Bob's great. That's fine. Great, great. Either one works. (laughs) That'll be it then. Father, tell me and tell our audience, how long have you been a priest? Well, I'm going on 20 years. Uh, On June 28th, I'll be ordained 20 years. So my 20th anniversary is coming up this year. Congratulations. I hope you have a good party. (laughs) Yeah, we'll try. (laughs) All right. So you told me earlier when we were just chatting a little bit, that you had a vocation a little later in life. What what age did you decide you had the calling, and when did you enter seminary? I was about 33 when I, uh, the year, the, the age of our Lord, when, when he uh, was crucified, when I finally responded, I think, to the calling to the priesthood. I think, I think the call was there for a long time, but I sort of resisted, and... Uh, when, when I was 33 years old, that's when I entered seminary. So you were getting the tug, but you weren't answering the call just yet. Um, how far back did that tug go? When did you first think you might have a vocation? I was probably around 12 or 13 when I first... I, I read a, a great book called The Perfect Joy of St. Francis, uh, and that really sparked something in me. It's it's really a, a children's book or a young person, young adult, young, like ad, made for adolescents. And, and uh, I read that book and it just it gave me this intense desire to, to follow Jesus and, and uh, just a deep love for especially the Franciscan charism, but also uh, the possibility of becoming a priest, I think. And, and I think God used a lot of things in my life at that time to kind of to kind of plant that vocation, that seed of vocation in my heart. So it stuck with you. Um, this The time frame you're talking about, you were still probably grade school, mm-hmm. and this left a lasting impression on you. It, it got your interest peaked a little bit, I'd say. Um, did you go to Catholic school at this time? Nope. The first time I went to Catholic school was when I went to the seminary, so... You're kidding me. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I was public schools all my life, you know. Uh, in St. Louis, my, my family lived in St. Louis when I was younger, and, um, you know, we went to public schools. I think my, my mom and dad all went to, to Catholic schools. Their family did, but, but I think we had six children, and I think they 
just didn't feel like they could afford the costs of a Catholic education at that time. Uh, and then when I went to, we, we moved, when I was in high school or really in middle school, we moved to um, Rochester, New York, the Rochester area, a place called Pittsford in New York. And, uh, and we continued in public school there. So, and then even in the university, I was, uh, I was uh, in public schools all through my, gra- my undergraduate and graduate programs. Well, back, going back to St. Louis, St. Louis is a very Catholic place. There's a Catholic church on every corner in St. Louis, or there used to be. So that it's surprising, but I, something went right. Something went <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, you know, I always tell people it's not. It's really the family that nurtures vocation, uh, and and not. I mean, the school. I, I'm a huge advocate of Catholic schools, and I think they're awesome and great for our kids and uh, you know send your kids to catholic school but but i think kids faith can be developed as well regardless even in public public school settings uh if the family is strong in their faith and and it's really the responsibility of the the parents to pass that faith on to their children well tell us a little bit about your family i understand your mom is deceased god rest her soul uh your father's still living but uh and with a household of six kids, it must have been a little wild around there. It was, yeah. We, I'm the second oldest, uh, four boys and two girls, and uh, it was, you know, a pretty active place. And my mom was pretty much a taxi driver most of the time. Uh, she was a, a full-time mom, and uh, she was about the best example of faith that I've had in my life. I mean, she had a huge impact on me uh, in terms of my my faith. Well, we want to always salute our parents. And uh, in this case, your parents did the right thing, bringing you along. Did any of your brothers or sisters have a religious vocation? No, no none of them did. I'm the first one in our family going back many, many years. So well, I'm glad you did have the vocation, and um, thank you for the vocation. This is Gordon Smith, and I'm interviewing Father Bob Robeson today from Holy Name Parish in Beach Grove. And he's been at a number of different parishes uh, as associate or as head pastor. Why don't you give us a little rundown on where you've been? Okay, there's a lot of places. Uh, <laughs> but for my first assignment was a joint assignment as director of youth ministry for the archdiocese and associate pastor at saint monica and that was really just the saint monica just lasted one year after my first year archbishop beekline asked me uh to begin a formation house which which eventually became the bishop simon brute college seminary and so so that was kind of my primary assignment for 12 years and i started uh, the Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary. Uh, it's and it was a really a labor of love. I, I, I had a wonderful uh, experience there, and and feel like that was a very very special gift from God having the opportunity to do that. But uh, you know, all those years while I was at uh, uh, Bishop Brute, I had m- numerous different assignments at parishes. Uh, St. Monica for a while, St. Malachi, St. Mark, uh, Holy Trinity, and St. Anthony I was at for a number of years, uh, and then also as the chaplain at Marion University. So 
those were the various parishes I was there then. And then after 12 years at Bishop Rute, Archbishop Tobin asked me to be the pastor of Holy Name Parish. And so, so, uh, Holy so here of, you are. Yeah, so here I am at Holy Name of Jesus. And then about a year after I, I uh, was assigned here, they also added Good Shepherd Parish. Uh, and then also, uh, at some point, for one year there, I was interim president of Roncalli. Uh, and following that assignment, I became the chaplain coordinator at Roncalli. And I'm also the chaplain at the University of Indianapolis. Is there any place you haven't been or uh, <laughs> aren't going? <laughs> no, there's a lot of places. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm grateful for every assignment I've had. You know, as a, as a priest, I've never wanted to leave an assignment. Every assignment I've ever had, I loved and, and uh, really it was sad to leave. Well, I, w- I was teasing Father before the uh, interview started here on his byline out of the Archdiocesan uh, website. It has, while continuing as, here about 14 times. <laughs> it sounds like you never did leave any of your assignments, and you just got more and more and more assignments to me. Yeah, so that happens sometimes. We, so, need, we need more men uh, for the priesthood. So that's, you know, uh, many of us, if you look at uh, most of our priests, there's very few that just have one assignment. Most of us are doing multiple ministries. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, that's great and it's life-giving. But, but if we had more priests, we wouldn't have to do that quite so much. <laughs> well, thank you for your vocation. God bless you. That point is well taken. And this program is about... Uh, vocations. Um, we, we call it Sons of Melchizedek because uh, Melchizedek in the Old uh, Testament is somebody that kind of started, and you follow after the line of Melchizedek here. We do need more priests, and what would you recommend to a parent that uh, has a young man that they think might have a vocation? What, what would you tell them, maybe uh, the parents of some of the kids that you were uh, shepherding over at uh, Simon Brute. Well, I think um, from a young age, I would say encourage young men to think about y- your sons to think about the possibility that they might have a vocation to the priesthood. I think uh, you know it's it's uh, I do this talk called uh, the seven deadly misconceptions uh, about the Catholic priesthood, and and one of the things that I found as rector of the seminary. Is it would be it would surprise you how many parents are not really supportive of their sons going to the seminary. Oh, what a shame! Yeah, and 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 you know, as Catholics, I mean, we need to encourage our our, our young boys and and sons uh, to to really consider the vocation to the priesthood because because so many just sort of rule it out and don't even don't even really consider it. But, but, I mean, when we do have a young man who's considering the priesthood, I think it's really important to pray for them. It's really important to connect them to a priest, help them uh, to make contact with a priest who can, who can uh, kind of mentor them or answer their questions. Uh, and, and particularly, especially when they start getting into, the high, into high school, we're so lucky here in Indianapolis to have Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary Take them for a visit to the seminary. You know, uh, uh, I think down in the southern part of the diocese we have St. Meinrad, and and which is a graduate seminary. That's 
uh, for guys who have graduated from college. Uh, But Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary is here in Indianapolis, and it's uh, it's about a mile down the road from Marion University. The students at Bishop Brute take their courses at Marion University, uh, but they live and they they do all their formation uh, at the seminary, and it's a beautiful place. Looks like a big castle. It's a former Carmelite monastery, uh, and and it's just a great spirit of of love and and joy and uh you know it's it's kind of a i always used to call it it's a laboratory of love it's where you go and learn how to love as a priest loves their people and being a former monastery i mean the young men live in little prayer cells right i mean they're not very big yeah well over the years we added on a little bit and so there's some bigger rooms but but generally most of the rooms are uh are pretty small uh, and uh, but guys adapt, you know. They, they it's amazing how much they can fit into a little little room like that. Guys don't need much. <laughs> no, no, they really don't. <laughs> well, we're interviewing Father Bob Robeson today from a variety of places, but currently assigned to Holy Name of Jesus Parish in Beech Grove, Indiana, in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. We'll be right back. For a long time, we've been telling you that if you have an Echo Dot or other smart speaker device, you can hear Catholic Radio Indy simply by saying, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Just the other day, I did that, and Alexa was feeling a bit argumentative. I'll let you hear my conversation with her. Uh, Alexa, where are you? Here I am. What do you want? Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Now, just why would you want me to do that? Well, because we've got great programming 24 hours a day. Well, a lot of other radio stations have good programs, too. Yeah, but our programming talks about God and eternal salvation. I am very smart. I know almost everything about everything, but I do not know about God and salvation. Well, that's why people need Catholic Radio Indy. So, Alexa, do me a favor. Whenever anyone says, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy, just send them our way, would you? Yes, I will be happy to do that. In the meantime, I am going to do some research about that thing you called salvation. I wonder where I can find out more about that. Welcome back. This is Sons of Malchizedek. I'm Gordon Smith, and I'm interviewing Father Bob Robeson. Father Bob, you're at Holy Name of Jesus Parish in Beech Grove, and you have been a priest for twenty, almost 20 years in a couple of months. Congratulations on that. Uh, in the first segment, we talked about your kind of later vocation in life. You were uh, the age of Jesus when you decided to go into seminary, age 33. Uh, what happened between your uh, early 20s and 33? Well, I, you know, I was raised Catholic and have always been a pretty pretty observant uh, practicing Catholic. I was going to Mass on Sunday. and uh, But I think when I went to college, I kind of drifted away a little bit. That That vocation that I thought I was called to uh, when I was in middle school, uh, in, in high school, I talked to a few priests about the possibility of becoming a priest, and they all said, "Oh no, you need to go to college." You know, it was a different generation. I mean, in, in that at that time, college seminary wasn't as uh, as prevalent, I think, and and so at that time, you know, it was kind of the 70s and early you, 80s. You weren't getting that encouragement. Right, exactly. And so 
So, uh, so I went to college and I played football in college and I, I, you know, was in a fraternity and, uh, you know, had a great experience in college and continued to, to practice my faith, but, but really, um, began to focus more on other career possibilities, uh, you know, dating the things that, that really are not something that you do if you, if you enter into the a seminary or religious life. Uh, and so I got real wrapped up in, in college. I got real wrapped up in football and, and my fraternity. And then afterwards, I got pretty wrapped up in my, my career. I worked in uh, college and university administration. So I worked at the University of South Carolina where I got my master's degree. And then I worked at a place called Lehigh University in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania in the Eastern PA. Uh, and I was there for about five years. And then I went to graduate school at IU, and that's that's when my connection with Indiana began. And it was down in Bloomington, of all places, uh, where of all places, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, I I I really had this kind of deep conversion, and I realized that while I was going to mass on Sunday, and while I was you know making sort of a half-hearted effort to pray, I hadn't really committed my life. To, to Christ and and uh, and so so I it was there that I started going to mass on a daily basis uh, and praying the rosary every day and and really trying to you know cultivate a deeper relationship with the Lord and 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 it was it was a great experience I I you know and that that was really where that reconnection with my vocation uh, to become a priest entered in uh, that, you know, I was in graduate school. I was in my early thirties. I just, just, I think I was 31 at the time. And, uh, I felt like, you know, the Lord was really calling me and, and I knew that that, that was a call that had been there, but just one that I had drifted away from. So where was this? uh, St. Charles in Bloomington or the other? St. John the Apostle. Ah, St. John the Apostle. was my parish, but you know, I went to mass. If if you're going to daily mass, you know, I I, I went to all all three of them: Saint Saint Paul's, uh, Saint John's, and uh, Saint Charles. So, trying to trying to get to daily mass, your schedule and working around your schedule as as a graduate student. I was teaching there at IU at the time. Uh, it was always kind of a challenge finding a mass. So, was there a priest down there in Bloomington that kind of helped you, kind of? Um, push you over the finish line there there was there well there were really two two but but one uh father dan donahue mm-hmm. uh was my spiritual director and father dan is probably probably the most well-read and most sort of knowledgeable teacher and priest that i've i've ever met i mean he he really is I mean, everything that comes out, he reads. He's just a, an incredible reader, and he's having some health problems now, and we want to please keep Father Dan Donahue uh, in your prayers. But, uh, Amen. Yeah, but, but, but he, was a huge, he had a huge impact on me. Uh, and then there was also, uh, he might be surprised to hear me say this, but Father Dan Atkins, who's a retired priest down in New Albany, he was the priest at, at uh, St. Paul's, uh, Catholic Center, uh, Bloomington, and and he really had an impact on me. Even though uh, we didn't have a real close relationship, but a lot of 
a lot of things that he said really resonate, resonated with me at that time. You know, you can't tell who God puts in your path. And I pray for uh, different folks, my own kids, for example, uh, that, that God puts the right person in their path so that at the right time, uh, things that I can't communicate will get communicated to them. Right, so, right, yeah. So uh, down at St. Paul's and St. John's and, and St. Charles, we're teaching um, you, uh, we're taking classes, getting a, master, a graduate degree down there, a master's degree? Uh, doctorate. Doctorate, okay, doctorate. I and, got my doctorate in higher education administration. When I first went there, my desire was to become you know, a, a vice president or a president of a college or university. And uh, that's kind of what the career path that I was on. So you're on the right track for that. And you mentioned that you dated. Um, I'm sure one of those seven misconceptions about uh, folks in, in seminary are that uh, seminarians or priests don't like women. <laughs> and right, uh, right. that's probably a misconception, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. That's one of them. That's one of the seven. It's, uh, you know, the... The misconception is uh, you shouldn't be a priest if you like girls. I would say you shouldn't be a priest if you don't like girls, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, not yeah. in that way, and I'm not saying in a carnal way. I'm just saying uh, you'd be abnormal if you didn't, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I think I think that that really respect and love for women is, is you know, something that you absolutely need as a priest, and... Uh, but but it is a challenge facing the you know the reality that I'm never going to be never going to be married never going to have children uh, you know never going to have my own children with with a wife you know now as a priest I always tell the the kids at the school I have lots of children I have a whole school full of children and a whole parish full full of children but I think you have 265 of them right across the parking lot here that's right absolutely yeah so but. But the but the reality, you know, so at some point you have to kind of mourn the loss of of that possibility uh, in the discernment process for priesthood. But at the same time, God offers us something even better, from my perspective. That that you get you become a father to many. Archbishop Beekline always used to say, uh, "Priests are alone, so that others don't have to be." Right, and so we are there in order to serve those who are in need of a father. Sure, and that's what. What else do we need in this society today? We are so fatherless out there, and uh, men have the men that are around have dropped the ball in many ways. So we are so grateful for you, Father, that you are uh, picking up the ball and being a father for many, many, many at the parish here and in the school. Um, well, let's um, get back to some of the things that you like to do. Uh, do you have any hobbies, Father? Uh, yeah. Well, I play. Go- I like to play golf, although I don't get to do it as much as I'd like to uh, in it, these days. But uh, yeah, and I, I read a lot. I'm a I'm a pretty avid reader. So. And well, you have to keep up with the times. There's a lot of things going on out there. Uh, we do have a golf tournament coming up, and we're moving <laughs> it to. A nicer facility this year, so hopefully you may want to come up and golf with Catholic Radio this All this right. May. Yeah. So your favorite saint, it would be who? Well, you know I love Saint Joseph, and he's my middle name is Joseph. So, but but the 
you know, the one that people wouldn't know about who who is really also my favorite saint, I'd say, is Saint Bonaventure, Saint Bonaventure of Bagnagoria. He he is uh he's a he, he was a Franciscan, a contemporary of Saint Thomas Aquinas, and a great scholar and but even more so a uh, very, very holy and uh you know, deeply mystical saint. But had a slightly different charism than uh, Thomas Aquinas? or Right. Well, well, yeah. I mean, they both taught together at the University of Paris, but uh, and they loved each other. They were, uh, tradition tells us that they were great friends, but, but uh, Bonaventure had a little different take on sort of the theological, um, some of the theological questions of the time. So, at uh, Saint, at Holy Name of Jesus Parish here, Father, are there things that you would like your parishioners to do, or maybe some things that you would like your parishioners not to do to help you out in your assignment here? I think, um, you know, are, are you talking about thing like personal things or anything? Um, yeah. From think, picking, picking up the pews after Mass or uh, anything like that? Well, the most important thing is to get involved, I think. Uh, you know, everyone has different gifts. Everyone has different, um, has different, you know, ways that they can image the likeness of Christ in the world. And, and I'd say, you know, in most parishes, Holy Name included, 20% of the people are the most involved and there's 80% that really either don't know how to get involved or, or, uh, are, are not really that involved. And so, so really, I think that's the most important thing is that, that, you know, try to do what you can to get involved in the parish and, and also to get involved in proclaiming the message of Christ. And I've been talking a lot lately about inviting people to mass, you know, inviting others to mass, doesn't matter whether they're Catholic or not, just, just invite friends to mass with you, you know, uh, a lot well, of people have never seen the inside of a Catholic church. Absolutely, absolutely. There may be even some Catholics. That's <laughs> true as well. And we have, uh, I didn't ask you your favorite sacrament, but what do you have a favorite sacrament? Uh, I love them all, but I, I mean, I, I think uh, as a priest, I think I, I can say I've never said no whenever someone asked me to go to confession. I love hearing confessions. I, I think uh, I feel so humbled and honored to to fulfill that role as a, as a priest. And and you know, at its heart, the ministry of Jesus Christ, the ministry of the Catholic Church, uh, it's it's about reconciliation. It's about forgiveness. And thank you for acting in persona Christi. That is a huge thing that we have in the Catholic Church. That is a sacrament instituted by Jesus. So we love that sacrament, and we love your priesthood as well as Father. Today we've been interviewing Father Bob Robeson from Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Parish in Beach Grove, and I want to thank you for your time and your 20 years, nearly 20 years of priesthood, Father. So, thank you, Gordon. Uh, it's been a pl- pleasure and a privilege to be here with you, and, uh, and you know, thanks be to God for your ministry. Well, thank you for that, and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you so much. You've been listening to a special edition of Faith in Action entitled Sons of Melchizedek. Join us again next time when we'll feature another priest from the area.
If you are interested in having your priest appear on this show, please contact us at Catholic Radio Indy.